Hi everyone, I just want to put this out there um, as well, just a kind of prayer um, and thanks, but also a call to consideration and also to immediate action. I am in thanksgiving prayer with you all for all those who are being kind to anyone who is being persecuted. Um whether in their own country or abroad, particularly um, with the situation between Russia and Ukraine. Um, we really just call on these two to stop immediately what they're doing and think about their actions. Go to God and think about this and pray and ask what it is that really should be occurring. How is it that these different values that really make success in the world for any kind of country, how can these types of values be instilled in this time in a mature and sensible fashion? especially when there are children that are being impacted in these different places around the world. This is vital that those that are involved in this take this time to seriously reflect and to do the right thing. And we give thanks for all those that are um, making these steps, taking these steps to do what is right between these two countries and anywhere else in the world that there may be um, difficulties, uh, not just, you know, um, these two in particular, is vitally important. And it's important for <clears throat> all people everywhere to be in constant consideration about, is this right? You know, what is the kind of next step that's actually appropriate with God's advice and that wisdom coming through the gift of the Holy Spirit when we seek God out. And we pray a prayer of protection, especially for all the innocents, all the especially all the children's what I meant to say first. Um all the innocents and um and the careful consideration as well of people deciding who that is, but also understanding the power of forgiveness as well. Where it's merited um, as far as obviously practicable and is measured and is appropriate. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In short, there are three things that last, faith, hope and love, and the greatest of these is love. Welcome to Love Lighthouse for the 1st of March 2022. This is also the day of St David. This is the patron saint of Wales, as many of you will know. And so it is a Welsh day of celebration too.
The first reading is Put Your Trust in the Grace That Is Coming to You. It was this salvation that the prophets were looking and searching so hard for. Their prophecies were about the grace which was to come to you. The Spirit of Christ which was in them foretold the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would come after them. And they tried to find out at what time and in what circumstances all this was to be expected. It was revealed to them that the news they brought of all the things which have now been announced to you by those who preached to you the good news through the Holy Spirit sent from heaven was for you and not for themselves. Even the angels longed to catch a glimpse of these things. Free your minds then of encumbrances, control them and put your trust in nothing but the grace that will be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Do not behave in the way that you like to before you learnt the truth. Make a habit of obedience, be holy in all you do. Since it is the Holy One who has called you and scripture says, be holy for I am holy. Well, recording this, I really have to trust in God's grace because well before even remembering about the importance as well of the actual day, how could you even forget this? I mean, I don't know why or how I could, but um, clearly this is to do with the grace of God and whatever I was called to at the time. I have an appointment on for this day. I'm recording it on the day before, actually in between times of like properly confirming either way what I'm doing, but well in advance I had a dental appointment booked so a health appointment in other words um now it's before any church would begin obviously our service begins a certain time and this appointment could potentially take it into that time I am just in a state of oh my goodness but then I read this back again about the grace of God. That we're not to trust in anything else aside from that. Now does that mean I go and have grace to cancel the appointment? Or does it mean that I trust in the grace of God that I will make it to the church at the right time that God wills? Either way, I have to put my trust in that grace. Now, to some of you, that might sound extraordinary. To some of you, you may not be awakened to actually how important that actually is even. So it just depends where you're at with your journey. Responsorial Sam is um, Sam 97, 98 in brackets, 1 to 4. The Lord has made known his salvation Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has worked wonders. His right hand and his holy arm have brought salvation. The Lord has made his known his salvation. The Lord has made known his salvation, has shown his justice to the nations. He has remembered his truth and love for the house of Israel. The Lord has made known his salvation. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, bring out your joy. The Lord has made known his salvation. Alleluia, alleluia. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for revealing the mysteries of the kingdom to mere children. Alleluia. The Gospel is Mark chapter 10, verses 28 to 31. 
Whoever has left everything for the sake of the gospel will be repaid. At that time, Peter began to tell Jesus, what about us? We have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, I tell you solemnly, there is no one who has left house, brothers, sister, father, children or land for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not be repaid a hundred times over houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and land, not without persecutions, now in this present time and in the world to come, eternal life. Many who are first will be last and the last first. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Deeth will do we happiest. So let's look a little bit further. <clears throat> While I had already all of this originally planned with a different piece of scripture for today. Um, so this is one that is being re-looked at and we're looking at the liturgy instead today. Um, now, I have expressed to you um, a type of example, therefore, in how this all um, can come about in our own lives. Now, I thought, goodness gracious, why is this something that some people might say, well, you know, do whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, I think if you're just of the world, it probably doesn't matter. But it, it does really matter to me because God matters and God's people matter. So, <laughs> right. So I was like, OK, and I know I can take God everywhere, you see. So I got this. I got a kind of set of instructions through my prayer time that I was going to take part in. I have taken part in all of them. Um, a series of praying, other kind of duties and during this time with these particular processes I would come to a successful decision for everybody um vitally important <clears throat> because in everything that we do we have that opportunity to either be walking in God the the highest way we can of course there's grace for everything but we want to be uh, doing the best and making the best of the opportunities that we can now, both of these offer great opportunities. Um, but in any case, if one is a hindrance on another, it's leaning more so in the furtherance of the grace of Christ to be able to get through either one, right? Um, it is that serious at the same time. And, you know, I was given a piece of scripture and it was Matthew 10, but it focused on Matthew 10, 4. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And of course... This is what Matthew 10, 4 talks about. Simply says, Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Hmm. Okay, so that can tell us a lot to be honest with you but that's ultimately what I was drawn to and I had no idea I mean I was given 10 Matthew 10 4 before I even looked at it and I thought oh okay so Simon <clears throat> the Canaanite is also known as Simon the Zealot the Zealot or the Zealot 
and Judas Iscariot. So obviously at the very end, despite the fact there's comma and there's a list of names, Judas is put at the end with that part which says who also betrayed him. But you could look at that both ways, that somehow, to a certain extent, the other might have betrayed as well. Simon was zealous for the the law. I would imagine that would have been the Jewish law beforehand and then zealous for Christ thereafter. So I've talked about this already and before. And Judas Iscariot. Uh, well, what that really got me thinking about was this, that <clears throat> you can betray Jesus by being too awkward by the rules and the laws to the point of putting the law and um, for example of even appointments of keeping an appointment ahead of Christ however if Christ is with me and God is with me and God calls me to do that specifically for the sake of the gospel which Matthew talks about then actually I could be called to that more so than an actual mass perhaps if called so more so by God but again, that would have to be through God. But the thing is, the gospel is what is shared on the actual day at Mass. But when we're talking about not just to hear the gospel, because we know the gospel, it's for the sake of the gospel. So that can be the impartation of the gospel to others. And in some cases, that's more important for those that, and I would uh, extend this to the the point of ash wednesday that these things are sometimes more imperative and more exactly effective when they are produced for people that actually need them not preaching to the converted in other words but preaching to those that need that in a way that's conducive to them actually picking that up and taking it and doing something with it so not like maybe outright saying the kingdom is at hand by the way randomly to my dentist might not really <laughs> you know it could if I'm really if I feel it's right um or I can say it in a way where it's acceptable but you know what I mean there are ways to take the actual gospel that are vitally important or far more important to people or to a situation that is out with a mass time or out with the actual church service because let's look at Judas Iscariot. When we think of the Mass and we think of even like the Eucharistic aspect and also the fact that there is the Lord's Last Supper, Judas Iscariot was at that Last Supper and ate with Jesus. So it's not about the actual physical aspect of simply just turning up to something or simply just taking part or partaking in certain rites of the Mass or the Eucharist, for example, it is about from the heart and the soul. So that's how I can say, well, when we look at that point, rather than being over zealous about even the law of, oh my goodness, right, I must attend that mass over this, like that is more important than a dentist appointment. Not where God has called us by the Spirit to be there to minister or to help or even just being in the presence there which might not be just for us, but might actually be for the other people that are there to help them. So this is unfolding <laughs> interestingly. I am feeling like by three o'clock on the day of uh, recording this, I will know my magic number. 
but yeah it is unfolding it is really important I do want to look at it carefully um I also know that in any case you know that could be one of the main points is is going to that but it could also be actually even the simple phone call to say what actually I've got mass to go to and that is far more important I can't compromise for example the way in which I receive anything like that could actually even be a form of evangelization so you see how close it is it's like that is how close it all is and that's part of perhaps what made Simon so good in his discipleship that he was zealous to do the right thing by the law but he transferred that same zealousness, zeal, for the ministry of God. And I feel that that's what this is right now. So the zeal to do the best that one can. So let's see how it all pans out. Aha, as we read on, we get a little bit more. So it's like, you can see how focusing specifically on one small verse with very definite, you know, names of people might seem like, all right, that's very simple. But when you start to uncover it, you've got layers um, to consider that really help. And then by now, I'm only now at this point of looking at the next verse round about it. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, <clears throat> saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Hmm. Alright, so what happened? Well, I made it. I, for whatever reason, got up earlier than anticipated. Got ready earlier than anticipated. Everything's been like, you know doing things ahead of time and then having plenty more time left and then I got into the dentist a lot earlier um however I ended up being called in at the the actual time just on time so the dentist was in perfect time I didn't say anything I just trusted in God's grace and as a result, we managed to get everything um, completed. And then because of that, there is like an opportunity to do some extra um, procedure like x-rays. And I had said, oh, do you think I'll have time to go to church? <laughs> At that point, I picked up because it's literally like about 10 minutes um, to go and I could have made it perfectly or just under 10 minutes by the look of the clock. And thought this is excellent so it took us time to obviously to discuss uh, what we're doing next and that was brilliantly managed until I got downstairs <sighs> breathe and um, I was like thank you and I went to go out and of course the receptionist there or um, the person who is the administrator maybe a manager I'm not sure but they then um, asked me to, to wait because I was being signed out so you could see why I was drawn into this situation for today 
and I said I have to go to church I'm gonna have to go um but you know uh, after I had waited um and then they were talking about some sort of form of charges and I couldn't understand why because um and it was stated that there was something from the previous time and I thought to myself that's not true because I actually remember the previous time specifically and I recall um paying for something then I realized oh I wasn't supposed to pay for that actually so the funny thing was is that that made me realize oh I actually am owed by the dentist so it's the other way around um, but I just didn't have time for that because you know I don't I don't really think that way and um, but maybe I should more but I'm just really quite free-flowing with giving and sharing and I don't tend to you know account for all these things but as I say maybe I should um that would be interesting to turn up and do the same thing that's been done to me but actually the right way about it I'd be like okay what do you think of this um you know I'm really thankful for the dentist I have I think it's brilliant and um I think they are really good but obviously that situation I was just like oh this is a learning phase for both of us in terms of the reception area um, and I knew that something like this would probably happen where I had to express the importance of the of um, getting to the church but the gospel can be taken out in all these different ways and this is part of it and so you know the person actually asked me again to wait and to stay and said they couldn't give me um all these details by email and I thought oh my goodness and it really got to that point <laughs> and I'm thinking this is something else so I waited patiently with the patience of a saint and listened to the next part and then you know this idea of you know what it was that I had to pay which isn't the case and then I thought you know if it was like okay if it's private I know like I've if I've ever done anything like that I have obviously like paid for it and so maybe that's why I was in the swing of paying for whatever it was that I did before but I was actually not due to pay that anyway so the entire point made me realise I actually am old and I need to get a remuneration form um, so that I can be remunerated. Is that, yeah, so I think that's the procedure. But I, as I say, I never think that way. I always just get on with things and, uh, you know, share about. And I think that that's something that's probably... I think some people will know about that. Some people will not realise that. But yeah, I just don't think that way. It is very deeply Christian to not account for everything and just get on with it and trust in God kind of thing. But maybe, you know, that will be the next step that now that we've sorted that out, as I say, I ended up going back in. I went to church and the waiting around meant that I came in after everybody else um so I was last in and it also meant that I came in during part of the singing but that's okay I trust in God for the grace for that and it was also balanced out by the fact that we had a member of the congregation giving out the Eucharist today and to top it all I um received the Eucharist in that way 
Um, I just, again, trusting in the grace of God, but obviously after prayer, it was like, Vicky, do not do that again. <laughs> like, okay, God. Um, you know, by the Holy Spirit, in other words, it's not like, you know, you're hearing a voice or anything like that before anyone starts talking about these kind of things. It's just simply communion in the spirit of, okay, next steps. So, um, but it was lovely and it's a lovely day. And of course it did help to balance everything out and um, which was really nice. But after that, I decided to go back to the dentist and, you know, I prayed about it. I looked into scripture and I was actually getting scripture that this is like, you know, Jesus was going to be teaching in the temple. So this would almost be like something was going to happen as a result of this in terms of like a teaching would be relayed. Um, so I thought, okay, because this is part of the calling. This is what I do. Like, I don't do things for money. I can't be um, motivated in that way, but I have to be motivated by God. And so even this surrendering and saying, right, okay, I will go back to the dentist office and I will take time out with everybody there. No doubt I'm going to gain something in terms of um, a new level of clarity and wisdom with regards to different things. But, you know, I'm also going to be able to help other people that might be going through this. And I will also help minister to dentistry and help to come to clarity about the fact that, you know, there has been a pandemic for two years. So because of that, what's been going on is that some of you will not have to pay or will not be paying for certain procedures because it is the NHS, which we're very um, blessed to have um, in many ways or many good aspects about this. But the dentist that I go to is both NHS and private. So he has the capability of doing all sorts of wonderful treatments that perhaps other just ordinary NHS dentists do not do. But he does a multitude of different things anyway. So there's a likely chance that some people will be going in to request specific private dentistry, aside from that which is, um, you know, part of the NHS and is free. In any case, what's been happening is that because there's been a pandemic for the past two years, it means that people will not have been filling out an HS form. And that form states each time, which is probably a bit much to be filling that out every single time but and so that's another thing that needs to be looked at um because I don't think it's fair to suggest that you know um people just won't say anything I think that's quite rude um to suggest that and it probably perhaps uh, should be just something that is just signed and you know uh, but then again that's for everybody to think about and consider what's best overall um, it might be a bit much and it certainly obviously was during the pandemic because pens, they used pens and then paper and everything was an extra item that people would be touching during a time of pandemic. It hasn't gone away. People are still um, taking different procedures. So I don't know if that changes automatically for everyone. I took the pen and wrote out with it, Um, you know, during this time. But um, but the looks of things, nobody should have to do that anyway. Um, it should be something, from what I see, is clear and lasts for five years. Now, there's supposed to be some certificate that people get for five years. It's valid. So people shouldn't really have to be 
filling things out time and time again. However, this is another thing. How on earth do you actually like um have like this type of form? So in any case, I'm learning all about all these different types of legalistic things and forms and all the rest of it, which is kind of a bit much, especially when you're supposed to be walking in the faith. But it was interesting nevertheless, and hopefully it helps other people because um, it wouldn't be very nice if there are lots of people that, um, because of the pandemic, <laughs> they haven't been filling out these forms and then they're hit with charges that are not theirs, but they are hit with these charges when they go to walk out. That's not very nice. Imagine if there's like a little old lady or older man, and I'm not suggesting that every older person is going to be this way, but imagine that. They're there, they've had their procedure or treatment, and then someone's like, and now you owe this, when actually that's not the case. And just because there's been a pandemic and then, you know, some of the rules are changing doesn't mean that we just turn around and do that. Now, that could be really, for me, it was it was okay. But for someone else, that could really present quite a bit of, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, there could be people with heart problems or palpitations. If they have anxiety, that could really, you know, like how would that impact people? We have to be mindful, especially in an, an environment which is medical. We should be having these understandings about the ways that different things can impact people on a physiological level, especially when it's not called for. In any case, um, I just thought that it would be good to, to um, to express this and to say, you know, we need to be careful. It has been a pandemic. We can't just um say to people, oh you, oh this, no. And people are not the NHS administration. They don't know all the details of like perhaps how often it is that they have to change. A certificate or how often it is that they have to fill something in. Now I filled something in and apparently I'm not even supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that unless it's been five years and so it's definitely not been five years and I'm like okay uh, if this is happening to every person that just because there's been a pandemic and they haven't had to fill out a form, but again, perhaps that highlights the fact that it shouldn't have been happening before either. I don't know. Again, it's something that maybe needs to be discussed. But the thing that I'm most concerned about really is the fact that there's people out there that are going to be hit with charges that they shouldn't be charged with just because of the pandemic, which is not their fault. And therefore, because they've perhaps been called to normally fill out something every single time even though they probably shouldn't be um and so because they haven't been filling those out because of the pandemic they've then been given charges falsely on their account that they are not due to pay and then think of all the stress think of people that maybe have memory problems as well I mean I know myself I don't have memory well you know I went to go and pay for something um before and obviously I wasn't due to pay for that so I kind of like forgot momentarily and now I have to seek remuneration about that but um yeah so it's really important 
to make sure that people aren't being um, charged these different things just because they were not allowed to fill out a form during the pandemic. That is not anyone's fault. So there you go. So that is what I realised today. That's what I was looking into. That is um, what I have to contribute. So this is part of what I do and I'm not doing this. Um, certainly not with the intent of getting um, any kind of attention or, or whatever from it. For me, that's immaterial. What's most important is that I follow the route and the plan of God and this is what I'm doing. So... Um, that's it. I believe that I have made the point that, um, and hopefully that means that many people will not be impacted by that um, due to the pandemic and they won't be now sitting facing um, different charges for different things during the pandemic that they had um done in terms of treatments now as I say completely understand like like myself sometimes you know I might do um something private I have no um qualms about that if there's anything to pay then yeah I'm more than happy to do that but I think it's important to state when people are doing things and they have procedures done through NHS um the last thing that we need right now is for people to be um getting told they've got charges because of the pandemic and because they weren't able in fact they were told not to it was a law <laughs> it was part of the regulations and the rules that they weren't to fill out things so they can't be penalized for that that's completely and entirely inappropriate <laughs>